from not New York. The crowd goes wild. What are we going to talk about? I didn't ask you. Is this a Spider-Man episode? I mean, we can talk about Spider-Man. But like, is it the premise of the whole thing? No. Okay. okay. I, I wasn't planning on We're talking not gonna do about because like cool... I I did a review of it. Ah. Oh yeah. Online. Yep. By online. Yeah. Facebook is online. Yeah. Face. Facebook isn't online. I'm talking I'm like, about my actual like online website. Online counts as like the internet and face. We should start the podcast before we actually get into this. Sort Hello, of stuff. everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer. Hello. We're we're starting in media res this time instead of having a cold open. Wait, we're not gonna cut the random stuff we're babbling about. No, no, we're we're just going straight okay, into it. Okay, we're free it. it here. I'm n- no. We're it's, not a phrase. It. it's a casual phrase. It's a casual phrase. Don't get, don't look at it. We're not two guys freeballing it in a room with microphones, okay? When you make it sound like that, <laughs> it's Harvey Z in the place to be. And I'm with... T Man, your host. Welcome to Make Me a Gamer. Did I say that already? I think I did. You did. Okay. We're just setting up for should we choose to cut out all the previous stuff, we can start there and just actually make this like an official professional show. I think we failed at being professional a while ago. But one day, one day. <laughs> one day we'll be professional. We will be professional And enough. on that day, we will wear suits and ties when we record our podcast. Oh, God, don't remind me of like <laughs> corporate. So I have a new get rich quick scheme, though. What? Okay. So I know last week we had the whole thing with like, oh, I can't really become a professional gamer for like Overwatch just yet, apparently. The cut out, the tryouts and all of that stuff. I apparently need to practice. Right. New thing that I can do, we could do, maybe this podcast can do, mukbang. What? Have you heard of it? You no, haven't. I've okay. not heard of mukbang. So I just learned of what mukbang is. Mukbang is, it's a Korean thing where basically it's their Korean YouTube or their like video celebrity people now. They are people who live at their homes. They either order or make large quantities of food, and then they eat it for the internet. And they're super popular. It's not like Twitch or streaming. Well, it is streaming in a way, but all we have to do is we make a large plate of like spicy noodles, and we eat it, and we film it, <laughs> film ourselves. We could get millions and millions of fans. Mukbang. That's okay. where it's at. Um, Somehow money comes into this. All right. First off, neither of us are Korean. That's the thing, the American market. I don't think there's an American market for shoving your face full of food. Well, and if there is, you're going to be like topless while doing it. No, no. And it'll so be on all really like, weird websites. So the ones I've been watching, because I started to get into mukbang for a while, and just to like learn about it for purely research purposes. Okay, research they're purposes. They're usually like cute Asian girls. Again, not to Again. stereotype, but the videos that I got into, cute Asian girls. That's who are also eating. not either of us, just to clarify. Again, the untapped markets, if the cute <laughs> we don't need to go after the demographic for cute Asian girls, but our demographic I don't know what our demographic <laughs> is, but everybody else who's not into cute Asian girls are gonna go for us. Two American dudes eating stuff. Okay. American mukbang, Harvey Z style. <laughs> What does this have to do with games? I'm just uh, curious. I just need to like find money quick. Okay. Get rich quick skis. Get, uh, so this is Harvey Z's get rich quick. Because like, otherwise it's the corporate lifestyle with the suit and tie. All right. Okay. But if I can do this instead, I don't know how the... I guess I get a lot of followers. I become an internet celebrity 
Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to maybe mukbang as much. Maybe I'll hire someone to mukbang for me. So you're going to outsource your mukbanging? Yeah, I can get like three or four. I'll create, oh, oh, this is the gaming connection. I hire like four or five mukbangers. I don't know if that's a word, but now it is. <laughs> and we'll have like Monday through Friday, the Harvey Z team of mukbangers, each one a different day. I don't actually have to mukbang anymore. I just get the money and then they can have their own sponsorships and stuff. This is it. Come on, people. I'm... What? Corporate sponsorship mukbanging. Corporate sponsors mukbanging. It's a thing. Untapped markets are out there. I'm sure the people want that. Okay. American uh, Mukbang uh, by Harvey Z. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, how did you even find this? So I watched random videos on YouTube and like BuzzFeed and stuff like that. And it was like, oh, how to Mukbang was like one of the BuzzFeed videos. And I was like, oh, I could do that. I could be a not cute Asian girl, but I could eat noodles and spicy <laughs> things in like 30 minutes and like have people watch me eat it. Okay. All right. And if that gets me celebrity fame money, hey, Harvey Z, future mukbanger. Okay. All right. Well, I, we'll check in on your mukbang in uh, progress, lifestyle, progress, whatever, in future episodes. See how, how the eating things is going for you. I'll be the next ninja. The next ninja, you're going to be the mukbang ninja. The mukbang, oh, oh, this is why we have a team here. The mukbang ninja. The mukbang ninja. Okay. Ninja Z. Okay. All right. I, I can see that. What are we actually doing today? <laughs> uh, I don't know how, I don't think anything I had prepared can follow that up. Like that, that's, we just, we peaked right out of the gate. I, I mean, you wanted to start in media race. We wanted to ask about what is the internet? Is Facebook the internet? Technically... I'm not going to jump back to that conversation, although I will argue, yes, I get what you're saying. Facebook is online, but that's not online. What? No, yes. Facebook is, by definition, online. Technically. Only if you're being really technical. Facebook in and of itself is a thing you do when you say, oh, I'm going online. You don't mean you're going on Facebook. You go to, like, Google or you go on the internet and you, like, wander around the corporate mall that is the internet. N- Facebook is, like, a place. N- what? Facebook is like the gap of the mall that is the internet. I really wish I had like a camera right now so you could see my puzzled face because that's what I'm making. Like Facebook is a website on the internet that you go to. Yeah, but it's like in and of itself, it's gotten so popular or so big. It is like, oh, I'm Facebooking. I'm not just on the internet. Like if somebody was Facebooking, you'd be like, hey, you're Facebooking. As opposed to if somebody was like, oh, I'm just online right now. But if they're online on Facebook, hey, they can be more specific. Now, if they're online and they're just clicking on random websites, they're looking at like images, doing whatever it is people do online, not that, but everything else, then yeah, okay, that's being online. But Facebook, just like if you're YouTubing, if you're Twitching, those are specific enough, like they're higher than just being, oh, I'm online. Does that make sense? I think it I mean, does. I mean, it makes sense from a Harvey Z point of view, and I don't think I can argue against you. Harvey logic? Har- yeah, it's definitely Harvey logic. But the Facebook is still the internet. Like, you go on... When I'm online, I check Facebook, I check Twitter, I check Twitch, I check YouTube, and I don't consider any of those different from being online. Because I'm not... I don't... Like... Who gets online is like, I'm going to just Google things today. I mean, they have a I'm feeling lucky button 
You don't just click it? No, they don't. They got rid of it. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was that. That was a news story a while back that Google got rid of the I'm feeling lucky button because like less than 1% of people used it. That was my life. <laughs> Wait, really? Clearly, sorry, I have to like you have to check, check this. this. Like, I'm sorry. I know we're, I mean, I learned like thanks to the random things. I learned what yeeting is or not yeeting. I'm sorry. I used it incorrectly. Just yeet. I'm trying to be hip with the kids these days. It's slang. It's super like, I was just like, I, I just saw yeet and I was like, what does yeet mean? I don't know. Then you go to Google and you figure out what it means. I still don't quite know. I know some of the <laughs> definitions. There's a lot of definitions for yeet. One day, my goal, give me a couple weeks, is to learn how to yeet. So you're going to yeet while mukbanging? You don't know what yeet means, but <laughs> we'll see if I can do that. Hmm. Also, not talking about the dance. There is a yeet dance from 2014. Uh, okay. I'm All talking right. about like the kids slang these days. But anyway, Google, just www. This is fascinating podcast material. <laughs> Are you really RVZ sure that it's gone? searches for things on the internet. No, I don't want to use Bing to search for Google. Harvey Z does not know how to use his phone. No, just Google.com. This is riveting material right here, folks. Just watching him struggle with his phone like he's never used one before. All right, you might be right. They don't have a get lucky. But maybe it's on the phone, not on the computer. Check your computer. Are you you serious? The get lucky button? Is that what you just said? Like... I think that's a completely different website from Google, just so we're clear. <laughs> but like, yeah, when you have your searches, there's, I'm feeling lucky. I mean, that was there for a long time, yeah, but I'm pretty sure this, within the last year, they got rid of it. Wait, no, it's still here. Oh, there you go. Harvey Z knows what's up. I'm feeling oh, lucky. But when I click on it, it what? changes. I, I went, put my mouse cursor over it and went from I'm feeling lucky to I'm feeling curious. There you go, buddy. Are you feeling curious? Okay, hold on. I want, now I have to check about your news story, your fake news. Don't even don't believe the man. Do you want to talk about Toad on this podcast? Because I will fucking bring Toad into the room. Oh, please don't. We've already done the free balling thing. <laughs> there are definitely searches on here. It says Google search has been updated. You start getting search results as soon as the first letter is typed. The functionality vanishes, but the button remains for the sake of old nostalgia users as is what Google looked like back then. This button has been further updated to animate to options like I'm feeling trendy, I'm feeling doodly, or I'm feeling puzzle, which takes users to various other brand sites of Google like Google Doodle, Google Trends, etc. The purpose is to help Google in branding. Yeet. There's like... Articles online back from like 2009 saying the I'm feeling lucky button is gone. So this isn't like... Fake news. It's no. everywhere. Google, yeah, there's a 2010 article that says Google just killed the I'm feeling lucky button. I mean, it's just clickbait. It's, I mean, that's like you, you got me with it. You were like, oh, they got rid of the I'm feeling lucky. And I suddenly like freaked out and I had to figure that out myself. Like, that's the whole point of those headlines. Okay. here there, Now there's one that they brought it back. Like I Okay, it was definitely gone at some point. This is going to be something I have to actually look into. But I remember that it was gone for a while. It was never gone from my heart. <laughs> okay. Um, so we just spent, like, five minutes Googling shit. 
for a podcast. For a podcast. So thank you for bearing with us at that point. Maybe you've been playing along and you Googled it as well and yeah. realized quicker than we did that, no, it's still there. <laughs> God, what was I actually going to talk about? So, yeah, we're not going to talk about, first of all, uh, we're not going to talk about Toad. That happened this week. And if you didn't, like, if you don't know what we're talking about when we're mentioning Toad in the vein of fake news vein. and stuff like that, vein. don't look it up. Like, just ignore any well, Mario Kart Toad-related... Like, they'll just find, like, playful gifs of Toad, right? There's or Ignorance ha- is bliss in this case. Okay, so I just, like, when I looked up Toad, I didn't get anything that panicked. I just got, like, Mario Kart memes. It's changed. So you don't know what happened. I know the Toad reference and what Toad is, like, a reference for. Are you questioning, like, do I know what Toad means? No, no. I'm talking about something that happened this week. The book. Yeah, the book. Yeah. It came out. Yeah. Okay. And we know that Toad is being used as a descriptor, but there's no, like, gross images or anything like that. Or are mean, you just being, like, is our, our like, audience so sensitive that they can't know, like, the dis- I just, I, I mean, I don't want to... It, it's one of those things where people online were like, this is something I can't unsee anymore. Really? Yeah. Oh, come on. Grow up. Internet. I mean, there, there's this cosplayer I follow that uh-huh. um, she was like, I have a giant painting of Toad in my house right now. <laughs> and now I can't look at it the same way See, anymore. This is just like Harvey Z, liberal snowflake, fully. But like. When I hear things like this, I'm like, this is why we get the reputation of being snowflakes. We exaggerate to a comedic degree, certainly. But, like, come on. It's still Toad. <laughs> it's the Toad you know and love. And, yes, there may be another association now with Toad. I, I like the, the someone posted a picture on Twitter of it's Toad with two Yoshi X yep. eggs side oh, by God. side with him. And he's wearing the flood from Super Mario Sunshine that's just Squirting shooting water. water off into the distance. And it doesn't remind you of anything. Again. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really think about it that hard. I was like, oh, there's a comparison between Toad and, you know, he who shall not be named, I suppose. But, like, at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and go, so if Toad was a real thing, how does it logistically look like Toad? I was just like, all right, he's got a toad dick. It's going to be a giant. You, you went, oh, oh, went sorry, too far. Sorry. Too far. This was, the, this was what I wanted to avoid like, by saying we're not talking about toad. So again, when I say that, though, I just picture the Mario Kart character. That's all it is. Or the Mario <laughs> character, actually, I suppose. I don't actually try to translate it to the real world. No, he's just got a video game character in his pants. That's all. Don't we all have a video game character in our pants? So, Harvey Z asked the tough questions. <laughs> T-Man, what's in your pants? Um, I'm not going to go there. This is an early enough episode that I think we can save that. for. We need to build up. Okay. Yeah, we need to build up to that. Episode question. 100. That's the question. <laughs> video game character in your pants. We'll Send come back in. to that. We'll circle back yeah. around. R- remind us. Episode 99. Tell us to talk about it on episode 100. All right. Okay. That, that's going to be our celebration of 100 episodes. Oh, We're going to have a full hour-long discussion over what video game character best represents. I feel like anytime these inappropriate conversations happen, we're just going to th- save them for episode 100. <laughs> episode 99. If the people are still here with us, 
are going to be reminding us of so much shit that we've said. Probably. Probably. But if I'm here at episode 100, <laughs> I'll answer your damn question. <laughs> okay. Um, so I did have a couple things to actually talk about today. Uh-oh. So first of all, this is the first episode we've recorded where after our podcast was actually out in the wild. Yay! Yay! It's We're out the, live. Up to episode three has been released. And we've got one more in the bank before this one. So we're on. This will be episode five. We're going to be slowly catching up to have more recent news until we. Our plan, or my plan is, and I assume Harvey Z is, we're going to try and do. We record on Saturdays. And so we try to get topical, the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, yeah. This is, we're, we're going behind the okay, scenes for a minute. This here. is our untold stories. Uh, so we record on Saturdays. My goal is to eventually get on a schedule where we're releasing them. I think Tuesday is going to be the best. That gives okay. me Sunday and Monday to edit the podcast. Um, so we'll release them on Tuesday mornings uh, once a week. And the goal will be to get a couple non-topical episodes. I don't know how to put it, but like... We'll like do episode a- four will be, or was. Well, episode four will be, should be, but... That still had a couple like recent news stories in uh-huh. it, so I'm hoping that to put a couple of those kinds of ones in the bank where we can just, if we miss a week, ah, uh, I can just throw that out and it won't be like any time sensitive material. Like, and again, again we by the time have told this comes, them our secrets. By the time this comes out, who knows? Toad, like you may have forgotten about Toad, and then we're just gonna throw that image right back into your mind. That makes it sound, yeah, I'm sorry. Harvey Z apologizes. <laughs> Hopefully, if you've forgotten about Toad, yeah. you didn't listen to the last 10 minutes. Yeah, okay. But yeah, so that's um, that, w- that was a little bit of the inside baseball, behind the scenes type stuff. Uh, so a couple Gaming news, news type things came out this week. Uh, and if we have time towards the end... Uh, we might discuss Spider-Man because oh. I I wrote a review for it and it's on my tmanwrites.com website. You can see my impressions of it. I platinumed the game. It was very good. When you say platinum the game. Like, it's all the trophies. Like You got every single Every single Because you said 100% completion. Does that actually mean like. It's, so it's not technically 100% completion because there are some things I didn't do in the game. Like I didn't get every bonus objective for certain things. But, but enough to reach the platinum level? Yeah. Enough, enough to higher? get... The, yeah. Once you've gotten all the trophies, the way the place... So you have a you had a PlayStation 3, right? So you had, yeah, you had, had the trophies. trophy system. Yeah, but I don't remember it. Be, I know there were different types of trophies to get. Yeah, they, so there's they, bronze, silver, and gold level trophies, and each one is worth slightly more to your reputation or whatever. And mm-hmm. games can... I think they're required to have the trophies, but depending on length or how many trophies you give with the game you don't have to have a platinum trophy Uh but every platinum trophy requirement for any game that has one is get all the other trophies that's all it is never gotten a platinum trophy a lot of people are platinum chasers Mm -hmm. in the way that they'll 100 percent games and like try really hard and sometimes they'll play sometimes games have really stupid trophies i'm sure yeah and most of the platinums i've gotten are games that I really love, and they also aren't hard to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man was not that difficult. I had most everything by the time I beat the final mm-hmm. boss, 
And so it was just like a couple more hours of cleanup and just having fun um, after the final boss. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, same for Horizon Zero Dawn. That's another one I platinumed. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the Telltale games, which we'll get to. That's one of the things we're going to talk about. Uh, they have easy platinums because it's just basically complete all the episodes and you get a platinum trophy, and I've gotten ones from that. But yeah, so I platinum Spider-Man. It's a good game. You can mm-hmm. check out my review. Uh, we might talk about it at the end. Uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about uh, to bounce off a of Toad is there's a new nut Pokemon. Wait, what? A new <laughs> nut Pokemon? So I didn't like miss here or like. No, nut. you didn't miss here. So a single Pokemon. Single Pokemon. That's a nut type. It's it's or is it a nut based <laughs> Pokemon? So in Pokemon Go, uh-huh. uh, they I don't play Pokemon Go or uh, well I did for like a week when everyone did. I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't played it recently, but apparently they have like a community day. And at the end of this most recent community day, which started this morning at like 4 a.m., whenever it ended in Australia or Japan time, that sort of Uh thing, like there was just en masse, this huge amount of this new Pokemon type was just available to be caught, but they had, it never been seen before. Not in any other games or something. It's never been in any other games. It's exclusive to Pokemon Go. And it's like a nut, you know, like nut and bolt. Oh, like oh, okay. it's a nut with an eyeball in it, and its body is kind of similar to a ditto, but it's silver. It's like so, a silvery blob with a nut in it. With a nut, nut on top of it, and the nut has an eyeball that like moves around and looks around and stuff. Only one eye. Only one eye. Aha. Uh-huh. And if people who caught it, uh, it would turn into a ditto. So it's like the proto-ditto? First, they thought it was a glitch, like they thought oh. something had gone wrong and this wasn't supposed to come out. But then as more community days ended, it started to happen in all regions, like it happened in Europe. Mm-hmm. I think it happened in the U.S. Everywhere got this same Pokemon suddenly showing up. Did it have a name when you caught it or such? Uh, it just had question marks and then it would turn into a ditto. Okay. Uh, some of them turned into Chikoritas, but apparently that's a glitch that <laughs> happens regularly. Like for some reason at the end of community days, Chikoritas just show up. Ah. Um, but yeah, so what people are theorizing is there's a new Pokemon coming out for Switch uh-huh. called Pokemon Let's Go. And it's a remake of the original Pokemon game so like the first 150 yeah okay uh except they've like changed the mechanics so the mechanics are more similar to pokemon go than the like the rpg catching mechanics um pokemon go is the cell phone game that you wander around so like because one is a top-down video game that you rpg the other so do you wander around your town trying to like find no 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 so it works the same way in that there's a character you control that walks <laughs> around, but instead of ha- like when you go into the grass to catch Pokemon or whatever, instead of battling them like you normally do, you just do the same flick your wrist catching mechanism that you do in Pokemon Go. All right. Seems yeah. like less of an appeal, but I'm not a Pokemon Go player, so I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's supposed to be like a bridge kind of game to get people who all the people who are playing Pokemon Go to like get a switch and ah. play Pokemon. And it's kind of halfway between between the real Pokemon and Pokemon Go mechanics. 
So they'll get into it through that. And then when the new Pokemon comes out for the Switch that's a fully RPG, they'll get even more people in. So it, I can kind of see where they're coming from with it. And this is kind of a... This might be the 150 whatever it... In that 151 so, game, though, there's going to be this... Yeah, they, not- they've said that... Th- the Pokemon that are in the game are going to be the first 150 plus Mew, I think. And then there's going to be one brand new Pokemon. So there's going to be one single brand new Pokemon that hasn't been in any game before that's also going to be in this Pokemon Let's Go. And so what people are thinking is this is kind of, this thing that happened in the Nut yeah. Pokemon is going to be the new... Have they basically been... Is that what the internet is calling it? The Nut Pokemon? I mean, if you Google Nut Pokemon, it comes uh, up. I don't want to Google that. No, d- go ahead. Like The Nut Pokemon. Yeah, I, I I put Nut Pokemon into Google and I got a picture of it. So Okay, nothing else. I got a picture of another note, Nut Pokemon, which is like an actual nut like from a tree. That's what I was wondering. I think that there would be like an acorn-based type Pokemon. I think there is one of that, too. Okay. But this one is a mechanical... See, when you started to describe it, I was like, all right, I'm going to lose some Pokemon cred here with, like... There was an original, like, Magneton or, like, Magnetic Pokemon type um, where it was, like, three Pokemon glued together to make a... Yeah, there's Magnetite and Magneton. Like, the Magnetite is the little tiny one with the single eyeball, and then Magneton is the three of them fused together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've played some Pokemon, but I'm not by any means a okay listen in the fandom here i i I could not tell you i'm not gonna pokemon shame you but (laughs) i'm not gonna tell you all the generations like i've i threw i don't know anything from the latest one because i never played whatever the how far did you get into pokemon then yeah so i played the original a lot like the first 150 played it once i know it yeah walked away i i played you caught 151 I didn't catch 151 now. Oh. Um, I played blue, I think. I think that was the version I had. Red. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a match made. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Harvey Z was a red man. Yeah, I think I had blue. I also got the yellow version. Really? Why? Just for the Pikachu? Just for the Pikachu. I had to have the uh, Pikachu. This is... Okay. Anyway. <laughs> question. What was your starting Pokemon? I think I chose Charizard. Not Charizard. Charmander. The very first time I played, like that was my original first choice. I've from I've switched to Squirtle. Let's just put it that way. Oh, like, like I I like Squirtle the best of the original three starters. Like you caught a Squirtle and then you switched to it, or like you just reset the game and played it again. No, no, no. So first time I ever played it back when it originally yeah. came out, got a Charmander. That was my one that I stuck with. That was the one I believed was the best. But in recent years. Like now as I've you're grown a as man. an adult, I'm a squir- I'm a Squirtle guy. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to go with the Charmander. Mm-hmm. I love the Charmander, but I went with the Bulbasaur. <laughs> I, I love Bulbasaur. He was a good guy, loyal. We beat the game together. We traveled the world together. I never told him though secretly. I wanted to start with Charmander, but back then <laughs> as a kid, I had that game guide. The game guide kind of gave me an upcoming. Hey, if you want the easiest way to play Pokemon, start off with either Squirtle. Or Bulbasaur, Charmander will have a tougher time at the first gym. Yeah, I always regretted that decision. You I, betrayed. I, you I betrayed played it safe. What you wanted. Yeah, you got. You even got the red thing with Charmander on it. I know. That's why I was like, you chose Charmander. You got the blue. You should be a Squirtle guy. I I don't know. I. But yeah, Bulbasaur. I mean, Bulbasaur. I love him to death. Great guy. 
helped me through the game. Game was super easy in the first couple bottle battles and stuff, but because yeah, the, but yeah, that kind of sums up though how I was a gamer as a kid. I would buy the game guides. I would read that stuff just to play games because that's how you played games. You played them to beat them. You played them to be efficient. As I got older, I fell away from that. But then I also stopped beating games. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I, I just wanted to play with Charmander. Like, I I don't think I had paid attention to any guides or anything. And so mm-hmm. I did have problems in that first gym. Like, it was hard. Uh, but it was satisfying in the end to go with uh, go with the Charizard because he was my buddy. <sighs> yeah. Um, after, but after that, I didn't play it for a long time. Yeah, like, I never. I, I only played the original. I never played gold or silver yeah. until the re-releases. Um, so I didn't play second gen. I didn't play third gen. I didn't play fourth gen. It wasn't until I had a friend who was really into Pokemon, and she was like, "You got to play this with me, and you got to get the other version that I don't have, so we so can, trade. can trade." Uh, so I got back into it with the fifth generation. I think it was Pokemon X Y. X Y and like X X probably or no no it's Pokemon form? X and Pokemon Y oh okay uh, the there was a giant deer I think it was Xenius or Xerneas I don't know any Pokemon outside y- of the one battle or whatever was the legendary it's a giant bird I of course took the giant bird because I love giant birds um, okay rock on yeah and then I went back and played Gold and Silver through the Heart Gold Soul Silver remakes. Uh, and then I played Pokemon Black, I think, or Pokemon White, but didn't play. Oh, did Black and White come before X and Y? I don't know. Point is, I'm that's not... a lot of Pokemon. Though. Yeah, you, you but definitely. I, caught... I've played like three or four games. I don't think I ever played third or fourth gen, and I didn't play the most recent gen, Sun and Moon. Okay. Um, did you ever so... play Pokemon Snap? Not unless it was at someone else's house. Like I didn't Same do here. any. Totally, yeah. I played a lot of Pokemon Snap though, but it was at someone else's house. Yeah, I, I didn't play any of the spinoff games. I never played Coliseum. I think it was uh, where you just yeah. battled with, with Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, did you play the card game? Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I, I mean, had a gold I don't foil Charizard. I, I don't think I ever actually played the game. I think I just bought the cards because I liked the cards. That was the tough. Well, that was the nice part about having a sibling. You could kind of play with them or like with cousins or such. But yeah, Yeah. after a while, like nobody really started playing Pokemon anymore and definitely not at school. So it just kind of got put away. That sort of happened with magic as well. Like magic was fine until like seventh or eighth grade. Then people just stopped playing after eighth grade. Oh, you weren't with my friends. We played. They I've known people that have played magic since high school. You know, I mean, we played. So my my years of high school, there was the lunchtime slash after school activity we did. And each year was defined by a specific one. And freshman year was magic. Yeah. For us, it was high school. There was middle school, I guess, would be like sixth, seventh and eighth grade. We were all like one amorphous. Everybody in the class hung out. We all kind of had interests and such. And then, like, right around eighth grade, it started to happen that the cliques started to form right then. And then suddenly, ninth grade, it was, oh, wait, what's going on? Oh, that's the cool table. All the guys who were hanging out here and playing magic and stuff, they're now trying to hang out at the cool table. Hey, do you want to play? Oh, he doesn't want to acknowledge us. We don't We don't talk about <laughs> gaming anymore. We don't talk about, like, oh, we were going to play this fantasy, like, RPG game or something with, like, it was like D&D, but with psychics High and science. sucks. Yeah, that when you quickly are suddenly like, oh, I'm at like a table this, and I can't this... move out of this table. <laughs> oh, you guys also are 
Are we all just accidentally at the same table that we're... Oh, this is the the bottom rung table. Yeah. There's like this dip in high school where like every... Like when you're in middle school, you're... Even though you're like a... You might be popular. There's not those type of cliques just mm. yet. You know, like you you could still hang out. Like I hung out with quote unquote popular people in middle school. Oh. Um... And but then when you get to high school, there's just this dip where everyone chooses what for some reason there's this aura where you choose the right thing to to do with your free time or you're gonna be judged for it for every single day of your high school career. Harvey Z, clickless. <laughs> uh Okay, this is this is going on a weird tangent. Yeah, let's go back, I guess, to nut Pokemons. I mean, I don't have anything more to say about the, the nut I mean, Pokemon. It's just, I'm not going to riff anymore on like the... So it's a silver blob, yep. silverish blob with a nut and a single eye. Yep. All right, all right. I'm going to show you a picture of it since you're too afraid to Google nut Pokemon. As long as we just don't get it in a backwards order. <laughs> Pokemon, oh, no. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go, buddy. I mean, Pokemon has nuts, don't they? Don't you like to use nuts to upgrade your... Not in the original game. They may have added or am I, nuts. Or am I thinking of seeds? doesn't really help when you... Oh. Okay, I guess it's a blob and a... That is a weird-looking Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, it's just a... It looks... Yeah, I guess it has little like stubby arms and stuff. And okay, just Google it yourself. Look up nut Pokemon. I guess yeah, like you can see the the results. I put it nut Pokemon. I yeah, it, that's what came up. And he's friggin' eight hundred and ninety one. There's been a lot of friggin' Pokemon. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, but I mean, okay, okay. So we've talked about the nut Pokemon. Uh, we're gonna move on now, as much as like to talk more about that. Also this week came out, I think something we both noticed, was the PlayStation Classic was announced. So, I have mixed feelings on that. Yeah, yeah. this is something I, I, I feel weird about, and I'm hoping I can hash it out with you as to okay, why I feel okay. weird. Therapy hour. Uh, yeah, therapy hour. So Sony is following in the footsteps of Nintendo. Uh, two years ago, around the holidays, Nintendo released the NES Classic, <laughs> which was a Nintendo-shaped box like it looked like a smaller version of the original nintendo system Mm -hmm. uh, except all it did was it was an emulator that ran 30 nes games and you got two controllers oh you couldn't add more than 30 you can if you mod it but like it Uh, was it wasn't intentionally made to to have cartridges or play your old games if you had it no it was just there was it did look adorable it was tiny yeah Yeah. it's tiny and then i then the next year they did the super nintendo classic which i have Mm-hmm. I got the Super Nintendo Classic. I think there's 20 games on it, and it comes with two controllers, and there's some multiplayer games you can play. And it's, I mean, I like it because... Nostalgia. It, one, nostalgia, and two, it nailed pretty much every Super Nintendo game I would have gotten. There's like one or two that they missed mm-hmm. that I wish were on it. But in general, like it had Earthbound, it had Final Fantasy III, oh. had Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X um has secret of mana it doesn't have chrono trigger which is one if it had that that then it would have been perfect um it had Star Fox. it had Star Fox 2 which was previously unreleased uh so i think the original nes the original nes classic released for 60 dollars and the snes classic released for 80 dollars okay um 
And so now PlayStation is throwing its hat into the ring. Sega hasn't done anything. Sega, I, I think there are Genesis classics out, hmm. but I don't know if they're like official brand ones, you know, like, but these are all, and I think there's like an Atari classic or I haven't really looked up it. There's all sorts of random classic okay, but type so stuff. The PlayStation one then. So when I saw it, I thought, oh, it pops open. You can put in your old discs. I have tons of PlayStation games. No. No, this not, is not going to do that. No, it's it's shaped like a PlayStation, but it's just an emulator that plays 20 PlayStation games. 20 only. There's so many great games on the PlayStation. Yeah, see, that's and so here's the thing that I the thing that I don't like about it. They announced it, it's up for pre-order and it's coming out December 3rd of this year. And they only announced 5 of the 20 games. What 5? I'm really curious now if you know. Well, before I get to that, when Nintendo announced both the NES Classic and Super Nintendo Classic, they told everyone what all the games were going to be right off the bat. Oh, they're not doing like a... See, I'm like, okay, you're going to release five every week or build up the hype? Or am I supposed to like go into it not knowing until the day itself? See, that's what I don't get. Like, why... The whole point of this is nostalgia. And what I'm thinking is they only released five is maybe because they didn't get the game the games that they everyone wants so like the games you should probably announce wow so i'm always going to be a hardcore fan of final fantasy tactics Uh uh-huh is it one of the five not one of the five okay uh there was a final fantasy game that i never got to play i would love to play final fantasy 7 that one is one of them that one is one of them um twisted metal 2 would be my one of them twisted metal 1 not one of them none of the twisted metals I mean, this, what is this place? To, who are you trying to appeal? What games are so, they? So, okay. So, the the five games that were announced were Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Uh, Tekken 3. Okay. Uh, Ridge Racer 4. Okay. Uh, not, these were games. So, this is weird when you have, like, all these genres and stuff. All right. I'm, the, Tekken not really appealing to my fighting games. I don't really but care. It, for, it, it, I, mean, I mean, I know it's a classic kind of thing. Ridge Racer, though, I'm like, what? Yeah, Ridge Racer was a big deal like, okay. at, at the time. Um, then there's Jumpin' Flash. What? Yeah, so this was like the very first Sony game that they published. Uh, so, so it's it like, a, a, oh, this is a it was, nostalgia. Yeah, it, it was designed as kind of like... Uh, it was a first-person platformer, and they hoped it would be like their mascot, sort of like Mario and Sonic. Is it like a gecko? No. It's you know a, what I'm talking about? There was a gecko. Gex. Gex. Yeah. And he was like a badass kind of like wise talker. Yeah. I remember um, being in like the stores as a kid and like the retail stores or TV stores where they had like TVs and a game console to play. It was always Gex that was up there. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I never played those, and I don't think they were considered that good. But it was he just was like he made Snappy. Like, I think they were trying to promote him as like a mascot. Yeah, that is true. So I accidentally wrote down Tekken Three twice here. So I'm, I'm you don't know what the fifth game. I, is. I'm, I'm hastily looking up the fifth game, um, Wild Arms. Uh, it's an RPG. Okay, I mean, I like RPGs, but I don't. Rem- I know Wild Arm exists. I have no idea about it, kind of thing, and I'm like. Okay, are they trying to cover as many? That's the problem. PlayStation was really popular. Right. There were tons of games and like genres, and like you could be completely into one type of game or one type of genre and play that on the PlayStation and be satiated, which 
it's kind of what I was. Like, I stayed within two or three, probably. Like, I didn't really play the Maddens, although I got into them later. Well, those probably have, like, trademarks and stuff. They're not going to put, like, Madden 99 or something. Right, yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, and so it's just interesting because, like, a lot of people are like, well, this has, it has to have Twisted Metal 2. It yeah. has to have Metal Gear Solid. It has uh, to have, yeah. you know, Spyro or Crash Bandicoot. Medieval. Know? Shout out to Medieval. Right. So the thing about the, the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo classics is that... One, a lot of the games were published by Nintendo, so mm-hmm. they still had the rights to them. And two, the ones that weren't, that they still got on there, like they have good relationships with and and whatnot. So it might be a company so thing. So Sony or... like got rid of all their mascots. Like they don't own Crash Bandicoot. They don't own Spyro. They don't own uh Gex or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I mean yeah. and so they're they have to they don't own Snake. Like Snake is a Konami. Yeah. Uh, thing and so they have to, they'd have to negotiate all of this and it's not worth it really yeah who knows like maybe they did and maybe they'll like get, on december 1st or something they'll just blow it out like Da-da, we have it or black friday here the two. it's just it's suspicious to me because like this could just be conspiracy theorizing but mm. i feel like if they had a good lineup why not announce all 20 of them at once why are they like doling out five uh, like Final Fantasy VII and Tekken Three are probably the two big ones from that group of five. Yeah, and that might get some people in. But Final Fantasy VII has also been re-released on practically every platform known to man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that isn't specific. People aren't like clamoring for that like they are for some certain Super Nintendo games that might be harder to get a hold of because Nintendo has awful, awful. Never mind. I won't go into that. Business practices? Or... Yeah. They, they they don't... They try to resell... Like, they sold Super Mario Brothers on... Like, the original Super Mario Brothers on Virtual Console for, like, five bucks. But then every time they got a, you got a new system, there was a new Virtual Console, and you had to rebuy it if you wanted to yeah, play Super Mario I Brothers again. Types of, like, at least PlayStation 2, I could just play all my ones. Yeah. That was... That was probably the greatest appeal of the PlayStation 2 was, again, with the money-wise, hey, this is more bang for your buck. And again, with discs, it's a physical thing that, assuming you don't break it or scratch it too much, you can keep using it and playing it. Things that are online, just, I get very paranoid about. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Definitely not going to pre-order it until I know what all 20 games are. It yeah. seems kind of silly. Uh, also, it's 100 bucks, so it's slowly, it's, increasing, it's slowly in, yeah. increasing as you get more current and also the playstation while it has good games it was also like the n64 in that kind of in-between state where they've mm-hmm. got like 3d graphics but they haven't really aged that well yeah you know? it's kind of pain that's why the games i like i like for other reasons besides just the graphics it has mm-hmm. to be more to the story or more like twisted metal 2 there's a lot of like just emotional nostalgia with it and such but the graphics on it probably not the best yeah right it it feels it's weird in that i didn't feel like the nes classic or snes classic were specifically preying on nostalgia sort Mm -hmm. of i i felt like it was a decent market in that nintendo does terrible like i said is does terrible re-releasing of games and Mm -hmm. like releasing a emulator box that while Nintendo doesn't approve that you mod it, you can mod it and add all game more games to it if you want to, uh, but you 
can't. You're, I, sh- I didn't say you. Oh could. yeah, we like, as a podcast do well, not. I I have not modded my SNES classic. I mine is pure because because modding is not officially sanctioned by things. Anyway, um, I don't know. It just it feels like Sony's kind of jumping onto this bandwagon. The chibi game boxes. Yeah, and it doesn't feel as I don't want to say honest, but just eh, a money know. grab. It seems like it's a money grab, especially since Sony has been a lot better of giving access to their games, and you can get previous games already, sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I mean, saw so, tiny little game box looked adorable. I was interested in it when I thought, oh, I could just play my stuff. Now hearing that it's twenty games, okay, but maybe they're twenty really good games. Final Fantasy VII, always wanted to play it, sure. And then five at a time, and suddenly, nope, nope. I'm gonna see what those twenty are, but already you've named like three games I don't care to play at all. Right. Yeah. So am I gonna I mean it's a hundred bucks, it's not a bad deal, da da da. I'm again, if you're appealing to the Harvey Z corporate guy, I don't have a lot of time. What are you gonna give me for my time and money? This is not something where giving me a ton of games, I don't have the time to play a ton of games. Now, if you just sold me like Final Fantasy Seven, okay, fair enough. That might actually but not Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Seven for a hundred bucks on a box. <laughs> Although that's if I viewed it as that, maybe that would work. But eh, I'm just I'll probably you, you pass can, on this. You can get Final Fantasy Seven on your computer for like ten or fifteen bucks, and I haven't, which is shows you that this thing is not going to sell this to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. If I could do it so much easier, why am I going to jump through all those hoops? Other than the fact, though, it does look adorable. It does look adorable. Yeah. If we could play movies, even I'd be like, oh. Did they do that on PlayStation 1 or 2? I think 2 was the first one where you could... Because 2 had the DVD player. That's right. Uh, 1 was two, still a regular CD, I still keep CD, the 2 and the 3 around just for the DVD abilities. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have my PlayStation 3 hooked up, and we use that for Netflix and Hulu yeah. and stuff, and Blu-ray play and on the main screen. And then I have my PlayStation 4 hooked up into my little game corner. I wonder if they'll make, like, tiny chibi PS3s. Didn't they do that with, like, an Ultra Slim or something? I mean, yeah. They, they do Slims for their for all of them. I think the P- PS2 had a Slim. The PS3 had a Slim. PS4 has a Slim. They're getting... There's only so much you can prey on nostalgia. They yeah. might be able to get away with a PS2 classic. Because since the PS2 had a huge library of good, good, good games. Mm-hmm. Uh, same for, like, N64 classic. There's rumor they're going to be doing that. But you get any further than that, and you start just—it's a just chibi the, GameCube. You're just making just the modern console. Yeah, exactly. You don't want a chibi cube, like a chibi switch. Chibi switch. It's like, just a Game Boy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh. So that's the PlayStation Classic. Yesterday, it was announced that the Telltale Studios are closing, uh, and it kind of sucks. I saw this everywhere, like. Everywhere in the sense of, like, Twitter, a lot of people that I follow are talking about Telltale, uh, even non-gaming people, like, non, not video game people or industry people that I follow, but, like, just, like, sports or celebrity people are mentioning, like, oh, this sucks because they're gamers. I actually am sad to admit 
who is Telltale Games? Have I played their stuff? Maybe uh, I have. All right. So Telltale got really popular in 2012 when they released an episodic Walking Dead game. That was okay. their high point. Um, before that, I think they started around 2003 or 2004. They were basically the only people doing those old school point and click adventure games. Oh, like so they got the Monkey Island. They uh, were Monkey Island people. No, I mean, oh, but not the, not the, the original Monkey Islands. Got it. But like they got the Monkey Island license and did a Monkey Island game. They got the Sam and Max license and did mm-hmm. a couple. They they got popular. They popularized episodic gaming. Like they would have a season. They're like Sam and I think there were three seasons of Sam and Max, and each episode was like a self-contained sort of puzzle point and click adventure you figure mm-hmm. stuff out they did that with salmon max they they did a back to the future game they did a jurassic huh. park game uh they did they got basically what they did was they got licenses and then did this episodic point and click adventure content uh-huh. and they were doing okay like they they weren't super popular but they were filling a niche mm-hmm. and were kind of going along and then they made the walking dead which took off uh, and that one, it emphasized choices and having choices affect the gameplay later. Oh, was, is this the one that was super moral as well? Like you had yeah. to make tough decisions or like, something? I don't know if you've seen pictures, but there's like so-and-so will remember that. Uh-huh. Like that originated in the Telltale games. Like that mm-hmm. was like you would you would pick a response and they'll, they'll like look angry or happy. And it says, Bob will remember that or Harvey uh-huh. Z will remember what you said, you know, mm. and just kind of gave you that feeling that the choices you were making were affecting the gameplay, even though it was like a directed story experience uh-huh. and there was a limited amount of wiggle room. It still mm-hmm. felt like you were doing and telling a story that you were choosing. And so Walking Dead really took off because it was a good story. Like uh, they did real well with the episodic content uh, on top of all this choice uh, making and so they took off and they what ended up happening was they expanded too fast. Mm. Uh, they just took on too many projects and not a lot of their projects made them their money back. Uh, part of the problem was is that they didn't have any original material. Like they were oh. everything they did was licensed from other people so they required the licenses and money and whatever when i had heard this news it seemed rather abrupt though so they didn't know that this was going to happen it wasn't again being foretold or in the over 250 people were let go uh they're keeping they're keeping a small crew to finish up an obligation for i think minecraft uh they did minecraft story mode something for netflix that they need to finish Mm -hmm. uh they had two projects. There was a Stranger Things episodic game they were going to do and a season two of Wolf Among Us, which is based on the Fables comics. Oh, yeah. Uh, those two projects were started, but they've both been canceled. That uh, They were actually in the middle of the final season of The Walking Dead. It was the fourth season. It was going to be the finale. Oh, I think the second episode is still going to come out, but episodes three and four don't hold your breath. Like it might not ever finish. Wow. So basically it's gone. Uh it's going to be licensing nightmare. Uh it's one of those things where if you wanted to play their games, you might want to get them now because everything was licensed from uh-huh. they did they did Batman. 
They did Guardians of the Galaxy. They did Game of Thrones. Like they they made these episodic choice-based story games for all sorts of different intellectual properties. Mm-hmm. But they didn't own anything themselves. So once they go down, like those properties would own their own stuff or can say, hey, we it, don't want you to keep it selling it. It becomes a really weird legal quagmire. Okay. Um, so why is that? Is it just because it's super popular that, or is it because it was so sudden and acute that 250 people lost it? Like, why is everybody upset? I mean, this happens all the time. Companies fold and go under. Is there an emotional resident? I, resi- I mean, res- there, so first of all, it's story-based games. Uh, Telltale did a lot they with Walking Dead, they affected a lot of the choice-based games, like mm-hmm. making people feel like they have power over where the story's going. So that influenced a lot of people. A lot of people have played their games at some point or another because it was an IP. Like, they covered so many different IPs. That, like they, yeah, it would appeal to the fan of whatever it was. Right. Okay. And so it touched a lot of people. Uh, they were... I think it was just sudden because people didn't realize how bad it was like everyone's like oh telltales they're just they they're not struggling they right seem- exactly because they, they were like releasing new episodes every month for something uh-huh um and that's probably partly why they ended up closing because they extended too thin mm-hmm. um there was like there was minor rumblings I, I say minor in november of 2017 they laid off 90 people Ooh, so okay. like less than a year ago they downsized i think there, there was something like a fourth of their staff at the time or a third or something like that and so there, there was a, kind of some signs but maybe people didn't yeah. always there's a good article um on the verge if you want to take a look at it this is to our viewers mm-hmm. um that but they the verge did it back in 2017 about that particular layoff and talked about how from 2012 to 2017 the studio really blew up thanks to the walking dead and how the uh behind the scenes stuff the executives they just kept wanting more they they wanted the walking dead success over and over again Uh and so everything they put out had to have that similar like choice based like they they lost their creative creativity and it was just the walking dead format with a new ip mm-hmm. sort of thing um tales from the borderlands is a game i played it's really good uh batman the their first season i've played it was really good i'd recommend getting that because you like batman oh okay um that that would if you if you had to play but it's a point and click so i'm trying to envision it's not it's not really point like how and that click. would work for a batman or such a game I, I, it's interesting because like a lot of the stuff is discussions like you'll have a short amount of time to make choose a dialogue option uh-huh. and then the action that happens is just kind of like press this button and move the controller here and press this um it's not yeah and there's some investigation stuff which is cool since you know batman mm-hmm. world's greatest detective but it's not like an action-based such it's more no. of a see the story and it's basically you're getting a interactive story right that may have multiple endings or such for replayability or uh, are the games not really replayable no, once you I, I mean, you can replay them. That's the other thing, is that part of the fun of the games is at the end of each episode, it shows kind of a percentage. It'll, like, show you the public percentage of specific choices made and, like, Uh how many people chose this versus how many people chose that. So you can see, like, how many people punched this guy in the face or how many Mm -hmm. people let him go. 
And all that stuff is going to go away because the Telltale server servers are going to uh, shut down. Yeah. So you're going to lose all that online connectivity. Just kind of a bummer to hear about a studio that you thought was fine, mm -hmm. and then now they're gone. Uh, especially because not there's a couple other studios that do games kind of like this, but they were pretty much this was pr pretty much their wheelhouse. Uh -huh. They had this market covered, but. Their there might games, be room for somebody new to come in? Yeah, maybe. Uh, the problem was their games weren't profitable. They, they, apparently, something's going around that the only games they made that were ever profitable were the first season of The Walking Dead and the Minecraft story mode first season. Mm -hmm. um, those two were the only ones that ever made them money. And it was something I was thinking about. Like I've only bought like one series of their games. Even though I enjoy them and thought they were a good developer, a lot of their stuff showed up for free a lot of times. Like, I got Batman series for free. I got Tales from the Borderlands for free. I got... Like, as the, promotions or such for... Yeah, like, uh, like they would put them up with for, you know, if you're, if you're a member of PS Plus, yeah. you get two free games every month, essentially. Oh. Um... And, and PS Plus is the PlayStation online service, kind of like Xbox Live. Uh, Nintendo started theirs as well. But you get two free games a month. And a lot of times, that's how I got the Telltale games through that. Mm -hmm. I picked them up. I didn't spend money on them. And I have to wonder if maybe part of that is why they didn't do as well. Because everyone's like, oh, I'll get them on sale. Or, mm -hmm. oh... I'll we'll wait, wait for, for the them. entire episode season to be out and then I'll pay for it or wait for it to be free. And I mean, that's what I thought. I, mm -hmm. I was like, I like these games, but eventually they end up free. So I'm going to put my money somewhere else. And I don't know, maybe that led to part of it. I'd give them away, but my wife won't let me. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I Hadn't really heard about it until it suddenly blew up like in the last couple of days. And I was like, oh, okay. This seems to be a big deal for people. I wonder why. Now mm. I know. Yeah. It, it, their quality was up and down. But in general, they were decent games. And it just sucks to lose a studio like that. Especially because <laughs> they make a specific type of game that some people enjoy and can't really get anywhere else. Rest in peace, Telltale. Yep. Rest in peace. Uh, hopefully we'll see something. Uh, it, it's the, to not end on a downer note. Yeah. Uh, a lot of game studios have been posting on Twitter being like, Hey, look, listen, you know, we're going to do this meetup for anyone who just got laid off from telltale for jobs. And like, we're accepting <laughs> resumes. So it's good. The community is looking out for it. Yeah. So. The, the game community, uh, they look out for studios when big closures like this happen and a is it lot more looking out or is it cynical me going oh time to poach some talent i mean that's, or is that, i, I, mean, I that's don't really corporate. think so because it's, it's been a growing movement in the gaming community that they need to, the game developers need to unionize huh. and this like this is another rumbling that like people are starting to get annoyed because like i saw like yeah there was somebody who was like i worked hours and hours on this stuff and worked overtime but there was no severance pay there right. was no like these people that got that laid off when the company shut down they didn't get any severance pay uh i think their health insurance lasts a week and oh. then they're off health insurance 
some people, you know, they they were based out of San Francisco, so a lot of people had expensive mortgages yeah. and things like that. It's, this is like the second week where we're talking about like companies going down. When was the week four was our Kurt Schilling? Oh yeah, but I mean, that, well, that happened like a while ago. I but, know. Yeah, it's, it's not the thing is it's not unusual for a game company st- to, game studios to go down like this. Like it's f- more frequent than I would like, mm-hmm. and it just kind of sucks. Uh, I'm. For a long time, when I was younger, I wanted to go into game development, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because game development sounds harsh. Like they work twenty-hour days during mm-hmm. crunch time. They're crazy, uh, and then once you're done, you have a chance of getting laid off because every company studio downsizes after they make a big release, and it it can take its toll on you. That sounds stressful to like. You, you know you're working towards something, but then once you achieve it, it's not like success and, hey, we're all getting profits and such. It's now it's time to fire people and lay off people until yeah. the next project. And so, yeah, I, I think a lot of developers have kind of been leaving the big budget studios and kind of starting their own smaller studios and making smaller games and relieving a lot of that stress. And I think that's better for the industry because what we have currently is not sustainable. Like, I like my big games, but it's going to come back to bite people. There there's, might be a market crash or something in the near future if they're not careful. Mm, the bubble will burst. Yeah. So on that happy note. <laughs> it's like, oh, we should. like, Oh, that's a bummer. Actually, uh, though, I did have a question. Okay. You want it to be a game developer. Uh-huh. Any particular type of games that you would want to make, or did was there an no. un, like an unmade T-Man idea out oh, there? Oh, oh, yeah. There's plenty of those. I had, yeah. There, like, there, how much did you think about that sort of thing? I mean, it's easy to think about the idea behind the game and the mechanics and stuff. The hard part is learning the, code? the coding and uh, all that other stuff that I never did. <clears throat> Excuse me forgot my water today so my throat's starting to get a little weird yeah i i have there there was a game in specific so i don't know like how detailed did you get into this did you make like enemies rules storylines plots or was it like like how does one make a game or is that a whole separate episode i mean that could could probably be a whole separate episode honestly um make me a game (laughs) instead of make me a gamer uh i don't know if you ever probably didn't but there was this game called click and play uh-huh it was an old pc game and i i played around it with it i think it was middle school era and you could make these side it was like a one screen it didn't even do side scrolling it was just like a one screen uh game out of like you could design your own through pixels or it had like oh. static objects you could make and my friends and I had a lot of fun with that. We would like make games for each other. And it actually, so I was bad at game design. Uh huh. Because I would. Were you ma- like an asshole bad or like uh, just bad in a, incompetent? Uh, no, it, kind of asshole bad. I, 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 I secretly knew that, folks, but it needed <laughs> to be said. But in that, I was. I would make things hard because I wanted to 
make a challenge. Uh-huh. And I always just assumed other people would be able to beat it. And I never fully like did the game testing where I went through and beat it all myself. And uh-huh. so sometimes I would just design impossible levels that my friends, they would play and just throw their heads at. And they would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, and so, yeah. So that generated uh, T-Man Horde became like its own difficulty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nintendo I, Hard. It's T-Man Hard. I, I made this. Uh, there's this. The character I made that eventually I had like a design for an actual game in my head. He was he was named Guy Smiley. Uh huh. I know Smiley Guy, or you've, you've mentioned that sort of thing. Yeah, I I've, he went through a couple iterations, but he started as a click and play character. Uh huh. He, he was Guy Smiley, and his nemesis was Guy Frowny. Uh huh. And the my, the joke in my head is that they they wore t shirts that had the opposite logo on him so like guy smiley wore a frowny face t-shirt and guy frowny had a smiley face t-shirt on because their laundry got switched one day and they they hated Plot each twist. other well they hated each other so they didn't return the laundry so they just wore each other's shirts okay. elaborate backstories for like this is characters. like 12 years old for a flat screen Char- non-side scrolling game yeah but you, I, I like the backstory <laughs> so far okay so they the laundry got switched one day Yet spite and hate fueled them to wear the other person's shirt. Okay, yeah. I actually it was more guy frowny, spite and hate because you know he's the bad guy. And uh-huh. Guy Smiley's too friendly; like he would gladly give the shirts back. But Frowny's like, no, I don't want them now. I'm gonna. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, this what was the the conflict or the plot that happened? There, for... there wasn't any plot. It was you know he's like one like one smiley had to do something presumably in the game that you designed I, I there had to be like a narrative so we have a plot i don't have... remember i honestly don't remember what like i feel the, like this is one of those things for maybe the next episode or so if you have any journals or things laying around that, that would could we hear the I tale of guy smiley probably... and guy frowny <laughs> <laughs> and the laundry day mix-up the one thing i remember is the second game I made, or not made, it might not have been the second game, but I remember Guy Smiley's body quest. He got, like, shrunk and stuck inside a body, and so he had to, like, navigate through, like, intestines and uh-huh. lungs and stuff like to, that. As a kid, I loved any time I saw those types of movies, stories, like, they had the Miss Frizzle that episode was one of the best ones. They go inside <laughs> of Arnold and just check out his body. There was like a movie from like the 70s or 80s where they shrunk down a dude and injected him into someone. Osmosis Jones, anything like that. That's a key like trope that is just fantastic. So, all right, guys, Smi- <laughs> don't call it Guy Smiley's body adventure <laughs> for like a 13 year old. <laughs> Body quest. Body, que- uh, body still, quest. Still not helpful for body quest for Guy Smiley. <laughs> Designed by a thirteen-year-old kid. Yeah. Okay. I um. I don't. I have to look up. I don't even know if I have that stuff anymore because those were on old computers that are yeah. probably gone now. Uh, I don't even know if I wrote it down anywhere, but I'd have to check. It'd be one of those deep dives. Yeah. Uh, I can come back to it on episode one hundred if I ever find it. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it around. I brought us back to the yeah. beginning. Don't remind them. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're at our time now. Um, we never did figure out how to workshop an ending. Yeah, no, sh- we don't really have an, an, um, an outro. Should we do- I was also thinking, so now that we're going behind the scenes and stuff, 
should we get an intro song? Like, I feel like it's kind of a, this time we did it. Yeah, this is an, this is the outro song, but like the beginning we had an in me or the beginning. Yeah. We had the in medias race talking, or hopefully you'll edit it properly. If not, it'll be just us talking for a little bit, but like the first episode or so, it just kind of quietly starts. We need like a da da. We're here. Da da. We're gone. Yeah. I forgot. Like you need to out exits out and like tell like, should that be the end though? Is like, ta-da, we're gone. <laughs> but we need to know where to find us and all that stuff. Yeah, you, you kind of got ahead of yourself there. Well, I'm just the idea guy here. Okay. Harvey Z, where can they find you on the internet? The Z is silent. On Twitter, at The Z is silent. I'm not going to get into the explanations. Hopefully by now you know the explanations. The is spelled T-H-A. There I explained got, it for you. Yeah, you got it into the explanation anyway. You can find me at T-Man Plays Games on Twitter. You can find my blog posts and reviews and writing and stuff like that at tmanwrites.com. Our Twitter for this podcast is at Make Me a Podcast. And we're on uh, Apple and Google Play. I'm going to be hopefully adding us to Stitcher and Spotify soon. Like, subscribe, write us reviews. I yeah, think that makes us. us popular. We need to like yeah. somehow get some stars in there. Give yeah. us, give us some oomph. So, and we if you show don't like us, searches. just be quiet about that. Because <laughs> again, the book bonging—that's the only way. Otherwise, book bonging, book bonging. I, I, you didn't say that. You said book bonging. Edit it out. Replace it with the word mukbang. I think I said mukbang. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. So that's it for us. Outro song. Da-da. That's it. <laughs>